Welcome to The Vault Podcast, everybody. My name is David Wakeley. Today is a very, very special episode. In fact, it's a unique one-off episode. Uh, We're going to forego all of the usual introductions and fluffery and get straight to the content. Uh, With me is Steve Reby. That's how you say it. You have to say it with roll your R's. I believe that. How are you doing, Steve? I'm good. How are you? (laughs) Steve is part of our IT team at Hillsong Church. Uh, he looks after the cloud. Looks after you got our, it. He looks after our infrastructure technology here at church. Yep. But also dabbles in the world of AI, which is what we're talking about today. Mm. Uh, Steve, I'm going to tell you why I called you up and said I need you to jump on the podcast with me. I'm going to explain it to you right now. About I'm going to say a week ago, I had what was you commonly call an existential crisis, uh, and that was because I had seen so much of the development of AI. And I've seen it talk, people talking about the impact that it's going to have on society and job and the workplace, um, but also uh, the very specific existential crisis that I was having was about my own family, <laughs> because my son, who is about to finish high school, his, his last year of high school this year, he's about to go and pursue a career, I don't know, go do further study, and this to me is the first time, and this is a great point to start off with, for the first time in history, uh, my son, with the the popularization of AI tools and AI technology and the mainstreaming of that, even in the last one month, uh, means that for the first time he is, gets to be part of that generation that can make a decision based on the knowledge that AI is here and is not going anywhere and it's going to affect a lot of jobs. Yeah. <laughs> so no he, pressure no pressure but hey buddy let's talk about this and so my I'm sitting there just thinking about what my son's going to do and I'm going to have to really I want to learn as much as possible to guide him in that decision because mm-hmm. there'll be nothing worse than going to university and pursuing something that is literally evaporating as he's learning <laughs> so that's why you're here Steve can you help me I'll do my best. <laughs> so this is this is the topic for today: AI and pastoring. Mm. Uh, this is so yes, your own personal existential crisis. Everyone can have that. But I was looking around on YouTube, and there's only a few videos up where people talk about the impact that it can have on pastoring. And so today, this video is for you if you have no idea what's going on and you've missed it. Well, uh, this is not necessarily the primer for you to start with. Uh, I just you could probably search Google for and YouTube for a couple of videos on the impact of AI uh, on society. Do a couple of searches like that. Watch a couple of videos. There's a lot we can talk about. What I want to focus on: what it means for pastoring in the very near future, like now and very very soon. Uh, so it's not a look at a comprehensive look at the pros and cons. I've got my notes here, part of which. We're written by AI, which I'll get to. <laughs> so this is not a comprehensive look at the pros and cons. There's a lot of negative negative that is going to happen. But here's the, my current stance, Steve. I don't know if you agree with this. It's here. It's going to be affecting us somehow. How do we respond to that? Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, it's it's already affecting society. Right. Right? Absolutely. Um, it's already some starting to disrupt industries. Mm-hmm. Um, with layoffs and everything like that. Yeah, so what are so, you doing now with it? Like in your role as in IT, mm-hmm. what are you using AI tools for now? Um, uh, basically, I'm using it to speed up what I'm currently doing. Right. Um, so if there's uh, a bit of code that I have to write, um, I will generally run that through uh, an AI first uh, to mm-hmm. get what I need and then work from there. Um 
the other thing I'm doing with it is like looking at contracts. Uh, so yes. run the contract through it um, to look for anything that, you know, might be uh, something that we wouldn't want to sign. Right. Looking for clauses that you can you miss. <laughs> yeah, because like... Where's yeah, the reading through? Exactly. Like before we send it to the legal team to make sure that everything's, you know, as it should be, Yeah. Uh, we like to review it first so that there's less back and forth. Absolutely. So the things that we can catch beforehand... Um, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not a legal expert. Right. So, um, you know, I say, here's the contract. Does it have this type right. of clause? And it'll say yes or, or no. Um, and I'll generally review the cl- contract anyway, but it'll catch things that I'll, I'll miss. Absolutely. So there, yeah. so that is a really good point. You're saving time and that's not only your own time, but the legal team's time. Yep. You can literally make suggestions or say, hey, or have concerns already that you wouldn't have had a clue on beforehand. Mm. I'm using it for, I've been using AI tools now for maybe a couple of years, maybe a year and a half, probably a couple of years now, uh, to help with creative writing. Uh, and I've seen that get better and better. And until, until today where I was preparing for this <laughs> script and writing what I wanted to talk about, and I was just asking... Uh, and you need to stick around for the ending if you're watching this because the the, the very last thing I say is being written by, by AI and uh, it might just blow your little mind. It blew my mind. So that's coming up soon. So let's start. Let's talk about this. And I'm going to go through some points really quickly and some of them we'll dive into a bit deeper and I'll get your thoughts on them, Steve. Sure. Um, but that's what's happening. Uh, I It suddenly hit me with my own family. I'm like, this is going to affect what happens in the future for my children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think schools and learning institutions are adapting quick enough to it. Um, my son, who is in high, I've, he's using ChatGPT, which is one of the most prominent tools at the moment, to uh, help him in his assignments. Now, I've been very clear to him to say, don't use it to write, but we were analysing a movie and we were able to ask the AI specifically, uh, where are some points in this movie that talk about this, use this metaphor or what, whatever the, the assignment was? Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got to be very careful not to let the, 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 the tool do the job, but it helped me as the dad who was trying to help my son. And I'm like, I don't really know, but let's find out together. Yeah. And so let's talk about the first thing I want to talk about is employment support. So in, in the past, when there was mass unemployment in our societies, it was generally during a recession. Mm-hmm. It was generally in a time where the last big one was the 2008-9 financial crisis, GFC. Uh, it wasn't in America, it really hit hard. In Australia, not so much. Mm-hmm. We were kind of insulated from it. But in a lot of countries around the world, it, it really impacted in different ways. But it impacted everybody to a certain degree and everybody was on the same page. We are in a recession, there's less money going around uh, and we're all in this together. But I think what you'll find is in the future going forward for pastoral care and looking after the people in your church, we're going to be dealing with people who are not losing their job because of recession. In fact, their company may be making more money than ever, but they're losing their job because their job no longer exists. And yeah. that's been replaced. Yeah, and technology has always done that. Mm-hmm. It's an unfortunate kind of consequence of, of developing better and better technology. Um, you know, ages past, you had uh, switchboard operators to yep. connect um, your phone to somebody yep. else's phone. Um, and then, you know, electronic switching came around and every switchboard operator eventually lost their job. Yeah. Um, so uh, we're experiencing that just on a larger scale because you have something that's going to affect 
multiple different industries. Yeah. Um, all at the same time, relatively. And it started with the tech industry. Ten, tens of thousands of people have been laid off from Microsoft. Um, uh, other big tech companies. I'm trying to think yeah. of other big tech companies. Like Google. Maybe Apple, Google, yeah. Amazon. So, and you're seeing the impact potentially uh, of AI because these companies, their stock price is, is taking a hit this year, but it's bouncing back pretty good because they're saving money on all those employees yep. and they're becoming more profitable as a company. Mm -hmm. And so these poor employee, employees are sitting there going, I wasn't let go because my company couldn't afford me. It's because my job is no longer required. Yeah. <laughs> so that uh, is going to leak into so many other areas where mm. uh, one of the pastors in our church Vince, who's an absolute legend, during seasons of, of time where people are facing unemployment, he would often, uh, he's done this before, where he'll, every Friday morning, anybody in the church is welcome to come into church here and he will literally pray specifically for jobs for people. And it's just a way as a pastor really going, hey, we're going to do what we can. Uh, you're, able to, you're able to come in on a Friday morning because you don't have a job. Mm -hmm. So come in. I'm going to pray for you specifically. We're going to support you in any way. Um, and the job hunt. Right, and it's not, and there are obviously very practical ways churches can get involved. But I think we're going to see a lot of that, where a lot of people in our church are, are desperate because there's a desperation that has come in because it's not everybody. Some people are doing fantastic. Mm. Some people are absolutely making the best income of their lives, but not everybody is going to do it. So that's my first, the first impact I think that you need to take into consideration when you're thinking about what is going to happen in the coming years. Second thing is, and, and by the way, Steve, if you think I'm wrong on any of these, you just jump in. Yeah, sure. These are just my thoughts because <laughs> I have been wrong, and I'll, I'll actually talk about that now, what mm. I was wrong about. <laughs> yep. Talking about digital natives, which is kids that grow up in immersed in technology, mm -hmm. even more than I was. I got my first computer um, in 1991-2 or something. It was an IBM uh, SX. Uh, 386 SX25, 25 megahertz, uh, four megabytes of RAM. Yep. Uh, and I was, I was native to the internet. Like I got a Hotmail address in 96, which was before Hotmail was bought by Google. I was there at the beginning of the internet, but I'm not necessarily a digital native with just digital tools. And 15 years ago, I made a prediction yep. <laughs> at a kids' pastors conference somewhere. And I talked about as kids would grow up, uh, I believed that they would grow up with the with an innate ability to mistrust uh, mistrust information on the internet because of a healthy skepticism. Mm -hmm. And I said that was a good thing because it would allow them to filter out what has now been called fake news. Has that happened? Well, no. Since I've talked about that, the opposite has happened. People are more gullible than ever. Uh, I was caught recently by seeing the Pope in a puffer jacket yep. three days ago. I thought, wow. That's a hip pope. No, it's not <laughs> a real photo. <laughs> it was just somebody had had created this uh, puffer jacket for for the pope, and uh, so so I don't know what's going to happen in the future. So mm. fake news is falling so many people now, and more and more, the the damage is done by the image just going out and then people believing it instantly. Uh, what do you think about that? Is it going to get better or worse? I think I think it really depends on like. It depends on the news corporations. Like, if you if you have an image and it gets sent out, right? Mm -hmm. If you see it on social media, there's a certain level of distrust that I think everybody has by now. If it's yeah. on social media, like, is it true? Is it not? But once once news companies start picking it up and reporting on it without fact checking anything, yeah. then there's a certain air of of reliability. Um, so I think it's going to come down to to you know the big news agencies yep. and 
And so it's the, it's the, the yeah, the, the, the big, I guess the big companies being responsible. Yeah. Responsibility comes down to that. Going back to the ages of, of you know, fact-checking everything yeah. before putting it out. Like and you might not be the first to put, to put it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least what you put out is correct. <laughs> exactly. I do think technology, we will find a way to t solve this technologically in a certain way. I think we will get some kind of, uh, technology will come along which will help us verify the authenticity of images. Yes, uh, I think, well, I think that we sort of have that already. Right. Um, like with, with uh, what's it, geo geotagging? Sure. Um, so you geotag an image. Yep. Uh, so you know where it was taken. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, that's probably easy to spoof at the moment, but, you know, they, you if could have technologies yeah. surrounding that so that it was taken from this camera in this location. Yeah. And the things like the Pope, you know, um, if if you know what camera and where and when, <laughs> right. right? But you know the Pope was you know speaking in you know yeah. a cathedral somewhere, then you know that image can't be correct. It's a very yeah. It's a very it's a tricky situation. I'm hopeful. Hmm. I think it could get better, and I do think our kids will grow up now, not trusting what they first see maybe i don't yeah. know i do see technological solutions coming I, I growing up my parents always said you know don't don't believe everything you read yeah. don't believe everything you see i've um, been caught i've been caught even me as a true digital <laughs> internet yeah. native i still get caught out on certain things mm. especially when it kind of verifies something i always believed do you know what i mean well that's that's uh, i think that's one of the the risks of of ai Right, because yeah. AI will will inherently have its own biases, yeah, because it's created, um, and if you don't work those out, it's going to reinforce your beliefs, yeah, and whether they're the, correct or incorrect. Exactly. And so, really, the danger is just people jumping on uh, your own. I think for us uh, as, as believers, followers of Jesus, the idea of we really like to jump on things that um, uh, uh, justify our own beliefs as, and. But that's that's a natural, natural. human yeah. um, response. Uh, like they, they've even done studies on that. If there's something that aligns with with what you are valuing or what you're mm -hmm. thinking, your brain is much more likely to accept that fact than if it, even if it's true, uh, and it does not align with what you're thinking, yeah. your brain will go, oh, I don't actually believe mm. that. So we're seeing more polarization in beliefs, uh, spurred on in a, in a sense a lot by just these na these 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 fake narratives yep. and stories. Uh, and I do I, there might come at some point come an inflection point, um, but also I think with the changing of a generation, again it's I think a lot of the times it is my parents' <laughs> age that. Uh, that believe maybe believe things more. I don't know. It's it's a real tricky. Uh, I don't really know where it's going to go because it could go either way. But I do know if the pendulum is swung over here, mm -hmm. th there's a tendency for it to swing back towards the mean, towards the average. Yeah. <laughs> and so that for, I'm hopeful that in the next few years we'll see less of less issues with that, especially as we get some digital tools to help us. Mm. The next thing we're going to talk about is Bible learning being turbocharged, and I was thinking about this. Uh, 
those who are truly invested in Bible scholarship, mm-hmm. those who are curious, who do not have the time to go to a theological uh, a school or study theology, uh, there we are taking down, in a sense, the, the brick walls, <laughs> yep. and we're going to get access to a lot more academic learning that can be explained to us in a, in, in a terms that we can understand. Mm-hmm. I've been to academic conferences and heard people talk, and I've gone away from them and said, I don't know what they just said. <laughs> There's a lot of use of the words of the phrase vis-a-vis, which is that, uh, which I didn't even know, Latin, which uh, that term I didn't know for a long time. And I've gone away not knowing more, but I think these tools are going to help break down the consensus of a lot of theological academic work, Mm -hmm. which I think is really valuable. And I think it really helps us to understand the Bible more, especially in things like you were saying to me about context of Bible verses. Yeah, yeah. a lot of Bible reading is is knowing the context in which it was yep. written. Yeah. Um, so, you know, without that context, it gets a bit confusing sometimes. A, a good example would be um, there's a lot of debate about the the rubbish dump outside of Jerusalem, which mm-hmm. was called Gehenna, I think it was. Yep. And people are like, well, that was the on fire, and so that was the gates of hell, and it was a metaphor for hell. And mm-hmm. other people are like, well, that's a real, no, that's a real hell. Like uh, one example. Yeah, and you could dive into that topic and go, well, was there really a rubbish dump outside of Jerusalem called Gehenna? I mm-hmm. think that's what I'm, if I remember correctly. <laughs> so you could dive into the context of that, yeah, and you could explore not just preachers, you know, um, mm-hmm. sermons about it, but actual academic study. And I think that's really, really valuable. And also uh, that whole sermon preparation, just th- going, hey, there's a lot of different beliefs about this verse. What are some of the what is the academic consensus about this verse? So you could see from outside your um, from outside your own theological uh, camp, yeah. <laughs> as it were. AI, like you're still gonna, it's not gonna be perfect. Like you, you no. won't. No, 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 no. Exactly. Y- y- you shouldn't take it. You shouldn't take it as gospel, <laughs> um, because again, the, the biases that I mentioned before. Yeah. Right. If if it's learning on a whole bunch of, you know, some denomination and yeah, yeah. and you're looking for information on the other domina- denomination, it might not get that and it might give you incorrect information. It's very um, true. Where like if you're if you're looking at like uh, a concordance or something like that, it's kind of vetted through academia. Yeah. Um, where an AI it doesn't really vet anything I think, through yeah. like it, it takes material from different sources uh-huh, uh-huh. and then compiles it as best as it knows how. So I would see an opening here for a publishing company to, to build an AI that references academia. <laughs> yeah. So you could, you could train an AI based on all um, papers published online. Mm-hmm. Just having a source to that, that would be an opportunity for someone to build that. Yeah. Because, yeah, I wouldn't trust... As long as it's, like, ch- as long as it's right not now. saying, this is what this means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is... This is what has been could, read about, yeah. spoken about this. You know, the vast majority are saying this, yeah, yeah. but there's also fringe saying this and Absolutely. This. So, yeah, and then, so for you and for me, I've been using AI for creative writing, especially for, our, for writing curriculum for kids. Mm. It's very helpful at that, but also um, you... It's not. You don't just use it verbatim. It's always that always helps me get over. Oh, I need to say something about this. Helps me get through the writing block. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, in the future, I do think we will see a 
an AI for theology mm. that will be very helpful for average people to break down the big concepts of yeah. how we think about God. And, and back to the language, it'll help with like the Greek and the Hebrew, yeah, what right, the words right. means, yes. what, what the words meant right. in a historical context. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you see... <laughs> As was what I say. If you see someone quote Strong's Concordance when they're mm-hmm. talking about Bible translation, that's not they 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 need to learn more. A <laughs> <laughs> hundred year old Strong's Concordance is not up to date. No, and it's not a reliable. <laughs> uh, even Strong himself said it was just a, it's a primer. It's a basic mm-hmm. understanding. So, uh, for me, that's always been great is to go deeper beyond Strong's Concordance, mm-hmm. uh, especially for translation as well. Looking at the the how words were used could be very valuable. So I'm excited about that. I'm actually really excited about the tools that are coming for learning Bibles. Um, quick one, another one, another area that I think is going to be impacted is enhanced language translation. We have translators at our church in major languages, but yeah, you'll just need your phone. And the preach the the AI will translate the mess. So, uh, as churches here, we're going to be really able to reach languages mm-hmm. and people in your community that um, uh, maybe you couldn't reach before, you couldn't communicate with. Yeah, I think it's a quick one. It's a no brainer. I mean, it's certainly come a long way too. It, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, already it's. Uh, when I travelled last overseas, Google the app, Google app, you could just say something to the app and it would say it in their language. Mm. That's only going if that's already doing that now. Yeah. By twenty thirty, who knows what that could look like? Um, the uh, let me see. Was there anything else? Any other area I wanted to talk about? Turbocharging economic digital natives pass uh, training. Steve, let's just say. I want to train you up in ministry, mm. and I know your strengths. I know your personality. Uh, I can then p- tell, ask an AI to generate a training. What should? What does Steve need to focus on to uh, reach the next to reach the next um, stage of his leadership? Mm. And I think that's going to be really valuable. It's just going because our biases are we want to learn the way we we want to teach people the way we learn. Yeah. Um, but from I know the way that I learn is not like you, <laughs> and I think that. So training and discipleship could be really enhanced by um, AI helping us plan and help others learn and the, what the next step on their journey is. Oh, yeah, definitely. Any thoughts on that? I think, I think it'll be ex- extremely useful for that, um, mostly because, you know, when you've got a uh, – how big is uh, your average team? Like under one – Maybe. Under one, like I mean, you, you at least a dozen people like Jesus, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So a dozen. Maybe you got twelve people. A, a dozen people um, that you have to spend the the mental energy mm-hmm. to figure out. Okay, uh, what am I going to do for this person? What am I going to mm-hmm. do for this? You know, what books do they need to read? Yeah. This and that. Yeah. And generally, uh, leaders, and it, not a shot on anybody, but leaders will go. Here's here's a book that was impactful me. for me. Yeah. 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 It might be good for you, and then yep. you hand out twelve books. You know, uh, you know, with more insight into a personal uh, person's development, mm-hmm. um, that leader could go, okay, well, you know, what books were impactful for me? Why were they impactful for me? Are there books that could be impact, yeah. same impact, but given in a different way yeah. for these different people? And that is that is doable right now. Hmm. Um, one of the things. Uh, I've been doing on AI as training. So writing a novel, writing a book, you actually tell, you give it the chapters you've already written. I've done this, tried this out a couple of times. Um, given the first four chapters, uh, and you say, 
given all this information, uh, what should what should happen in chapter four? Yeah, and it could tell you what's chapter four. Now that what it was basically doing is not just the knowledge that it has, but it's the context that you're giving it. Mm. And there are lots of ways to train an AI with your own uh, style and your mm-hmm. own uh, information and remind the AI using this information. Uh, and so that's possible right now. In fact, I should try that. If you've got someone who's done StrengthsFinder mm-hmm. or Myers-Briggs a bit old school now, but all yep. those personality tests, you could feed and say, uh, I have a team member named Carl, mm-hmm. Bob, Susan. Um, here is their strengths, top 10 strengths from StrengthsFinder. Here is this, this, and this. Um, I would love to help them learn more about this. What do you suggest? And that... Um, I think I th- I'm actually keen to give that a test and try that out, but I think only more so in the future. Steve, is there anything else? Have I missed anything you'd like to bring up before I talk about um, oh, one of my favourite authors? Oh, your favourite author? No, no, go go for <laughs> okay. it. Okay, uh, to wrap this up, Steve, because again, we don't want to spend. There's lots more to be said. If you would like to ask us any questions, if you want to get Steve back here, if you want me to do another session on this, talk more in depth. Uh, the vault at hillsong.com email us any questions and we will get um, I will have a look and do my best to look at it um, I want to finish on a couple of thoughts here and I want to finish with something that the AI wrote for me to finish this little session here but Len Sweet said he believes um, different scriptures seem to pop at different times in history we know in my lifetime through the 90s and early 2000s what was going really well was end times theology the left behind yep. series uh, and that uh, for me, it was a defining defining part of my teenage Christian life mm. was really believing that um, who the Antichrist was yep. <laughs> and where they, what country they were going to be born mm-hmm. in. I read it was definitely It was definitely going to happen on New Year's Eve 1999, right? <laughs> I will say this. <laughs> in a Christian bookstore on New Year's Eve or a couple of weeks before it, no, no, it was after the Y2K bug didn't happen mm. in the first week of 2020. And I, there was a an author. I won't say his name, but I, uh, in the book, he had predicted that the Y two K bug would bring around the one world uh, currency. Mm. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but they hadn't removed the book from sale. No, they just put a slip of paper that said, um, "This, even though the author was wrong about this, the rest of the book is still valid." And at that moment. That's when I began to go, you know what? Maybe it's not about end-time theology. Yep. Maybe there's a little bit of money involved in this whole industry. Mm. Um, but that was, that was revelation was big in that moment in time in history, yeah. for, for bad and for worse, for good, for richer, for poorer, yep. whatever. But it was. Uh, and right now, the second most Bible verse, search Bible verse after John 3.16 is Jeremiah 29.11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. Still today, we're concerned about our future, <laughs> uh, and we're we're worried about um, the plans and feeling like there's purpose in our lives, which makes sense in our current culture. I asked an AI, what Bible verse would be seen as important in a world where AI tools like ChatGPT are impacting society? That was the prompt that I gave it. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, I, a few weeks ago, I, I realized there was a new job created in, in the instant where ChatGPT came out, prompt engineering became a thing. Yep. And within about a week, there were uh, gigs on Fiverr.com, which you can pay people to do jobs for you. Prompt engineers were starting to pop up everywhere. I'll help you create the best prompt for the AI. Um, that's one of the jobs maybe my son can get as he gets older. Yeah. But um, so that, that prompt that I gave the AI is a specific one I've, I've learnt how to word things to get the best result. Mm-hmm. Um, so I asked it, 
What bubble verse would be seen as important in a world where AI tools like ChatGPT are impacting society? Here's what it said. First of all, it said, I do not have any personal beliefs, <laughs> but That's it good said, to know. <laughs> commit to the Lord whatever you do and he will establish your plans. Proverbs 16.3. This is what it wrote to finish our discussion here today, Steve. This verse encourages us to trust in God and seek his guidance in all of our endeavors, including the development and use of technological tools like AI. It reminds us that ultimately it is God who establishes our plans and directs our paths, even in the midst of rapid technological change. As we navigate the challenges and opportunities presented by AI and other technological advancements, it's important to remember that our faith in God and His plan for our lives should remain at the centre of our decision-making and actions. Mm. I didn't write that, Steve. No, that was an AI. AI wrote that. That's pretty good. It is pretty good. And I do think it really says a lot. Like, commit your plans. Like, we don't know what the future will hold for this technology. Mm-hmm. But but when we, and even in the midst of it, we won't really know what happened until we get to look back and say, oh, that's what happened. So, to finish off, that's thank you, AI tool. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> for, for comforting us <laughs> in a time of need. Uh, thanks, Steve, for coming along. Uh, thanks for having me. It's uh, been a real, it's been a real blessing. Um, by the way, ask us a question: thevaulthillsong.com. See you next time on the Vault. See ya.